The lights of the briefing room blinked as I, Commander Nathan Steele, took my seat among the best space agency had to offer. The table was a cold, impersonal grey, matching the mood of the room. Across from me sat Dr. Emma Johnson, our mission's astrophysicist, her gaze fixed on the digital files glowing on her tablet. To my right, engineer Michael Mike Donovan fiddled with a pen, his mind clearly elsewhere, probably lost in the mechanics of our ship, the Wanderer. Beside him, Dr. Samuel Sam Yee, the biologist, was the picture of calm, his eyes closed as if in meditation. The rest of the team, including our pilot, Lieutenant Grace Mitchell, and communications specialist, Zoe Chang, shared a similar mix of anticipation and apprehension. All right, team, I began, my voice cutting through the murmurs of conversation. Let's get down to it. I tapped the console in front of me, and the room dimmed as a holographic projection of our destination materialized above the table. A black hole, its edges swirling with the captured light. Dr. Johnson was the first to break the silence. As you're all aware, this mission isn't just about getting close to a black hole. It's about understanding the anomaly we've detected in its event horizon. Preliminary data suggests it's not behaving according to any models we've predicted. Mike leaned forward, his interest piqued. You're saying this thing could rewrite the laws of physics as we know them? Possibly, Emma replied, her tone cautious yet excited. Which is why our approach and data collection need to be flawless. I nodded, feeling the weight of the mission on my shoulders. The Wanderer has been equipped with the latest in quantum computing and sensory equipment. Mike, your job will be to keep her running, no matter what we encounter out there. Mike cracked a rare smile. You've got it, Commander. The Wanderer will be ready. My gaze shifted to Sam. Dr. Yi, we're not sure what effect the anomaly might have on biological systems. Keep an eye on our vitals and the ship's biosphere. Sam opened his eyes, his voice steady. I'll monitor everything. Any changes, however minor, will be logged and analysed. Grace, who had been quietly listening, finally spoke up. And I'll make sure we get there and back safely. The flight path is already programmed, but I'll be ready for manual control if needed. Zoe, who had been silent up until now, added, And I'll keep us in communication with Earth. Whatever we find, the world will know. The room was filled with a tangible sense of unity and purpose. We were about to embark on a journey into the unknown. As your commander, I said standing up the projection of the black hole still swirling above the table, I can't promise this will be easy, but I believe we have the right team to face whatever mysteries lie ahead. Let's make history. Nods of agreement circled the table as the team stood. The meeting adjourned. The black hole awaited, and with it, the unknown whispers of the void. The morning of the launch arrived with a silent, oppressive tension that seemed to fill every corner of the Wanderer's hangar. Outside, the sky was a canvas of pre-dawn blues and greys, the quiet before the storm of activity that would soon envelop the space centre. Inside, I watched as my team made their final preparations, their movements methodical, a ballet of precision and focus under the harsh, artificial lights. 
Commander Steele, all systems are green for launch, Grace reported, her voice steady over the comm link. She was already strapped into the pilot's seat, her fingers dancing across the control panel with practiced ease. Copy that, Lieutenant. Let's begin the countdown, I replied, securing myself into my own seat. The familiar click of the harness a comforting sound in the midst of uncertainty. Mike's voice crackled through next, a hint of excitement barely contained beneath his professional demeanor. Engine diagnostics look good, Commander. The Wanderer is as ready as she'll ever be. The countdown began, each number echoing through the cabin, a steady drumbeat marking our journey from the known to the unknown. At zero, the engines roared to life, a controlled explosion of power that propelled us into the sky. Vibrations coursed through the ship, a tangible reminder of the forces at play as we broke free from Earth's gravitational embrace. The ascent was a haze of G-forces and focused breathing, each of us locked in our own battle with the physical demands of launch. Then, as suddenly as it had begun, the violence of ascent gave way to the weightlessness of space. We're clear of the atmosphere, Grace announced, setting course for the black hole. The journey through space was a test of patience and endurance. Days melded into nights, with little to differentiate them aside from the routines we established. Emma spent hours analyzing the data we collected on our approach. Her fascination with the black hole evident in every conversation we had. Sam monitored our health and the ship's biosphere with an attentive eye, ensuring that the artificial environment sustained us. Mike and Grace worked in tandem, navigating the vastness of space with a precision that spoke of their years of experience. Zoe kept us connected to Earth, her updates a lifeline back to a world we had left behind. As the Wanderer edged closer to the black hole, a subtle shift began to take hold among the crew. Dreams became a common subject at our meals. I had the strangest dream last night, Zoe mentioned casually one evening, passing a container of rehydrated vegetables to Sam. It was like I was floating in space. But the stars, they were speaking to me. Emma set down her fork, her expression thoughtful. I've had similar dreams since we got closer. The stars, the void, it's like they're alive. Mike snorted. Space is messing with your heads. There's nothing out there but cold, hard vacuum. But his words did little to dispel the growing sense of wonder and apprehension that had begun to take root. Each night, the dreams grew more vivid, more compelling, a whisper in the dark that promised answers to questions we hadn't yet thought to ask. It was during one of these nights, as I drifted in the limbo between sleep and wakefulness, that I first heard it. A voice, or perhaps more accurately, an impression of one. It spoke of secrets hidden in the fabric of the cosmos, of knowledge beyond our understanding, waiting just beyond the event horizon. I awoke with a start, the remnants of the dream clinging to my consciousness. Looking around, I saw my crew, my friends, each lost in their own thoughts. It was clear to me then that we were no longer just astronauts on a mission to study a black hole. We had become part of something greater, something unfathomable. And whether it was a blessing or a curse, only time would tell. As the Wanderer continued its silent vigil through the cosmos, the boundary between dream and reality among the crew began to blur. 
The dreams evolved into a shared experience that we couldn't ignore. Each of us, in turn, confessed to being visited by the same whispering void, a presence that felt both alien and intimately familiar. I need to document this, Sam insisted one morning, his usual calm replaced by an urgency that bordered on obsession. This phenomenon could be a new form of cognitive effect caused by close proximity to a black hole, or something else entirely. Emma, her eyes alight with the scientist's curiosity, nodded in agreement. There might be a pattern, a message in these communications. We should start a log, analyse the content of these encounters. The decision to document our experiences marked a turning point. What had started as isolated incidents soon took on the form of a collective journey into the unknown. Each dream was meticulously recorded, analysed for common themes and messages. The whisperings spoke of secrets woven into the fabric of the universe, knowledge that humanity had always sought but was never prepared to receive. Mike, however, remained sceptical. You're letting space fever get to you. Dreams are just that. Dreams. Our brains trying to make sense of this endless void. Yet even he couldn't deny the oddity of the situation. The dreams were too synchronized, too specific in their promises and demands. And they were demands, of that we were slowly becoming certain. The whispering spoke of a trade, knowledge for a price we were yet to fully comprehend. The wanderer's approach to the black hole intensified the experiences. The closer we got, the more vivid the dreams became, until they were indistinguishable from reality. It was during one of these dream states that I found myself standing before the event horizon. The black hole's immense gravity distorting space and time around me. You seek the secrets of the cosmos, the void whispered, its voice echoing in the depths of my mind. But knowledge requires sacrifice. What are you willing to give? I awoke, gasping for air, the weight of the question anchoring me to the cold, hard reality of our mission. The dreams were no longer just a psychological anomaly. They were a communication. From what, or whom, we were still unsure. The team gathered to discuss the developments, the atmosphere charged with a tension that mirrored the gravitational pull of the black hole outside our windows. We're dealing with something beyond our current understanding of physics, Emma theorized. These communications might be an attempt by something to establish contact. But why? And what do they want? Zoe asked voicing the question that hung over all of us. The knowledge they offer could revolutionize our understanding of the universe, Sam mused. But at what cost? It was Grace who finally articulated the unspoken fear that lingered in the back of our minds. What if the price is too high? What if this knowledge, or whatever it is, isn't meant for us? The dreams had promised knowledge, but they also hinted at a cost a sacrifice that none of us were sure we were ready to make. As the debate continued, the black hole loomed ever larger, a silent observer to our plight. The whisperings in our dreams grew more insistent, the promises more tantalizing, and the demands more ominous. The wanderer's descent towards the anomaly was marked by a meticulous execution of protocols, each maneuver bringing us closer to the heart of the unknown. Grace's hands were steady on the controls. 
her focus unyielding as we navigated the gravitational eddies and radiation jets that emanated from the black hole like the breath of a cosmic dragon. Mike monitored the ship's systems with an intensity that matched the situation's gravity. Hull integrity is holding, but we're pushing the limits of the thermal shielding, he reported, his voice a constant presence over the hum of the ship's engines. The dreams had become a nightly occurrence, as regular and as inevitable as the ship's routine checks. Their content had shifted, from veiled promises to explicit demands. The entities, if that was what they could be called, sought a sacrifice. They whispered of a trade, knowledge for a life. Sam was the first to voice the concern that had taken root in all our minds. These demands, they're becoming more direct. It's as if our proximity to the black hole is strengthening the connection, making the entities more assertive. Emma nodded, her gaze lost in the data streams that flowed across her screen. The correlation between our approach and the intensity of the dreams is undeniable. There's a link, but what it signifies is beyond our current understanding. The dreams had a polarizing effect on the crew. Zoe, who had always been the voice of optimism, grew quiet. Her reports to Earth now laced with a caution that mirrored our collective unease. Grace focused on her duties, but the strain was evident in the tightness of her voice, the brief pauses that punctuated her commands. I found myself caught between the duty to proceed and the instinctual fear of the unknown. The entity's promise of cosmic secrets was tantalizing, a lure that appealed to the explorer in me. Yet the price they demanded was a chasm that yawned wide and dark, threatening to swallow our very selves. It was during a routine system check, with the black hole's event horizon a looming shadow against the stars, that the entity's whispers coalesced into a singular, undeniable command. One must step into the void, they murmured a chorus of voices that seemed to echo from the depths of space itself. Only then will the secrets be revealed, a life for knowledge, a fair trade. The weight of their demand hung heavy in the air as I relayed the message to the crew. The room was silent, save for the soft hum of the ship's systems. We can't seriously be considering this. Mike broke the silence, his skepticism now shaded with an edge of fear. We're scientists, Explorers, not, not sacrifices to some cosmic entities. Emma's response was measured, her scientist's curiosity battling with the moral implications of our situation. If there's even a chance that this could lead to a breakthrough in our understanding of the universe, shouldn't we consider it? Sam shook his head, the moral compass of our group. No knowledge is worth the price of a life. We need to find another way. The debate raged, each of us grappling with the ethical dilemmas that the entity's demands had thrust upon us. The promise of knowledge was a siren call, but the cost was a price none of us had anticipated paying. The descent into the unknown continued, the black hole's secrets just beyond our reach, the price of their acquisition, a shadow that loomed ever larger. The wanderer's journey had brought us to the precipice of understanding, a place where reality seemed to fray and warp under the influence of the black hole's immense gravity. The entity's demands for a sacrifice 
had become a constant undercurrent to our mission, a psychological burden that each of us carried as we went about our duties. The tension aboard the ship escalated when Dr. Emma Johnson went missing. It happened during a cycle when half the crew rested while the others worked, maintaining the 24-hour operation necessary for our mission's success. Emma had been in the lab, analyzing the latest data collected from the Black Hole's event horizon. Her last communication a routine update on her findings. When she failed to report for the next scheduled briefing, concern quickly turned to alarm. A thorough search of the Wanderer revealed nothing. No sign of Emma, no indication of where she might have gone or what had happened to her. It was as if she had simply vanished into the void we were studying. Seal off the lab, I ordered, my voice betraying none of the turmoil that churned within me. Mike, check the airlocks, the escape pods, anything that might give us a clue. Mike nodded, his usual skepticism replaced by a grim determination. On it, Commander, but if this is what I think it is... His voice trailed off, but we all understood the inference. The entities had made their demand, and somehow it seemed they had taken their sacrifice. The crew's morale plummeted. Fear and suspicion filled the spaces Emma had once occupied. Sam conducted his own investigation into the ship's life support systems, searching for any anomaly that might explain Emma's disappearance. Zoe pored over the communication logs, hoping to find a missed clue, a message that might shed light on the situation. Grace remained focused on our mission, her hands steady on the controls, but the shadow of Emma's disappearance hung over her too. We need to consider the possibility that this entity, or whatever it is, has influenced one of us, she said during a crew meeting. The suggestion was a catalyst, turning suspicion into outright paranoia. Accusations flew. Alliances formed and dissolved as we each grappled with the reality of our situation. The entities had promised knowledge, but the price was becoming intolerably high. In the midst of the turmoil, the dreams continued, now laced with images of Emma. The entities' whispers grew more insistent, their demands more specific. One more, they hissed, their voices a chorus of temptation and menace. One more for the secrets to be revealed. The weight of their demand pressed down on us, a physical force that threatened to crush the remaining shreds of our resolve. We were explorers, scientists, driven by a thirst for knowledge. But how far were we willing to go? What were we willing to sacrifice in the name of discovery? As commander, the responsibility lay heavily on my shoulders, the decision of how to proceed, of how to protect my crew from an unseen, unknowable threat, was mine to make. In a moment of clarity, amidst the chaos that had enveloped us, I made my choice. We end this, I declared, my voice ringing with a conviction I hoped I felt. We focus on our mission, on getting the data we need and getting out of here. We do not engage with these entities, these demands. We are not sacrificers. We are survivors. The decision brought a semblance of unity back to the crew. We doubled our efforts, focusing on the mission, on the tangible, the real. But the shadow of Emma's disappearance, of the entity's demands, lingered. A dark cloud over the Wanderer's journey through the void. Sam Yi began to show signs of strain, 
his meticulous nature giving way to obsession. He pored over every piece of data, every environmental reading, searching for anomalies, signs of Emma's fate, or evidence of the entity's influence. There has to be a pattern, he muttered to himself, his eyes red from sleepless nights spent staring at screens. Zoe Chung, our link to Earth, became increasingly withdrawn, her communications with Mission Control more perfunctory than informative. The isolation of deep space, compounded by the stress of our situation, weighed heavily on her. In rare moments of openness, she confessed to hearing whispers in the static of her transmissions, a constant murmur that seemed to call her name. Mike Donovan focused on maintaining the ship's integrity, a task made increasingly difficult by unexplained malfunctions. Tools disappeared, only to reappear in unlikely places. Systems glitched for no apparent reason. It's like the ship's got a mind of its own, he said after a particularly frustrating day, the hint of fear in his voice uncharacteristic of the engineer. Grace Mitchell, our pilot, remained focused on navigating the ship, her demeanor stoic, but the tension in her jaw spoke volumes. The black hole's gravitational forces played havoc with the Wanderer's instruments, requiring constant adjustments to our trajectory. It feels like we're being pulled in, she confessed during a rare moment of vulnerability, not just by gravity, but by something else. As commander, I felt the weight of their fears, their doubts and their fading hope. My own dreams were filled with visions of Emma, her voice mingling with the entity's whispers, urging me towards the black hole, towards the ultimate sacrifice for knowledge. The breaking point came when Sam, driven to the edge by sleep deprivation and obsession, claimed to have deciphered a message in the environmental data. It's a countdown, he declared, his voice trembling with fear and excitement. To the next sacrifice. His revelation ignited a spark of panic, the crew's already frayed nerves snapping under the pressure. Accusations flew, suspicion and paranoia festering like open wounds. We had become shadows of our former selves, lost in a maze of fear and desperation. In a desperate bid for control, I called for a meeting, forcing the crew to confront the reality of our situation. We can't let this tear us apart, I urged, standing before them in the common area. We are not pawns of some cosmic game. We are the crew of the Wanderer, and we will face this together. The words felt hollow, even to my ears, but they served as a rallying cry. We agreed to focus on the mission, to gather the data we needed, and make our escape from the black hole's grasp. The entity's whispers grew more insistent, angry even. But we held firm, our resolve steeled by the knowledge that to give in would mean to lose ourselves completely. But as we prepared for our final data collection run, an unexpected malfunctions crippled the Wanderer. Leaving us adrift, the black hole's event horizon looming ominously close, the entity's whispers reached a fever pitch, a cacophony of voices that promised salvation in exchange for one more sacrifice. Faced with the imminent threat of being consumed by the black hole, we were forced to make a choice. To succumb to the entity's demands, or to take a stand and fight for our survival, regardless of the cost. It was a decision that would define us as individuals, 
In the void with madness whispering in our ears, we chose to fight. The Wanderer was in chaos, systems malfunctioning as if possessed by the very entities that haunted our dreams. The Black Hole's event horizon was a constant threat on the edge of our senses. The whispers had become screams in our minds, demanding, pleading, threatening for the sacrifice they believed was owed. In the midst of this turmoil, Mike Donovan became our anchor. His hands moved with purpose across the panels, rerouting power, bypassing damaged circuits, fighting to wrest control of the ship from the unseen forces that sought to claim us. I've got this, he asserted, more to himself than to us, his voice a bastion of determination amidst the storm of despair. Grace Mitchell, her skills as a pilot our only hope, worked alongside Mike, her focus laser-sharp. The ship's thrusters fired sporadically, resisting her commands, but she persevered, her will indomitable. We're not going down without a fight, she declared, her voice cutting through the tension like a blade. Sam Yi, his earlier descent into obsession now redirected into action, assisted in stabilizing the ship's life support systems. His hands were steady, the importance of his task lending him strength. We need to keep our heads, he reminded us, his calmness a counterpoint to the chaos that surrounded us. Zoe Chang, her communication equipment barely functional, managed to send a distress signal back to Earth. The static-filled message was a thread connecting us to the world we feared we might never see again. Help is on the way, she whispered, more a prayer than a statement of fact. And then there was me, Commander Nathan Steele, tasked with leading my crew through the darkest moments of our mission. The entity's demands echoed in my mind, a constant barrage that sought to break my resolve. But as I looked at the faces of my crew, their determination, their courage, I knew we had made our decision. We would not be sacrifices to the void. As Grace fought to stabilize the ship's trajectory, a plan formed. If we could not break free of the black hole's gravitational pull through conventional means, we would need to be unconventional. Mike proposed a risky maneuver, using the black hole's own gravity as a slingshot to propel us away from its grasp. It was a gambit that required precision and timing, not to mention a healthy dose of luck. But as the entity's voices reached a crescendo, we knew it was our only chance. With the ship's systems partially restored and our course set, we braced for the maneuver. The Wanderer trembled as we neared the event horizon, the black hole's gravity stretching and warping the fabric of space around us. Now, Grace, I ordered, my heart pounding in my chest. She engaged the thrusters at full power, the ship straining against the gravitational forces that sought to consume us. For a moment, it felt as if we were caught, the black hole unwilling to release its grip. But then, slowly, we began to move away, the gravitational slingshot propelling us forward at incredible speed. The entity's voices faded, their screams of rage and frustration lost in the void as we escaped their clutches. The Wanderer, Battered, but not broken, carried us away from the brink of oblivion, back into the vast expanse of space. We had won the battle, but at a cost. The ship was damaged, our resources depleted, and the psychological scars of our encounter with the entities would not heal easily. But we were alive, and we were free. 
The aftermath of our daring escape from the black hole's gravitational grip left the Wanderer in a precarious state. Systems that had held firm against the pull of the anomaly now faltered uncertainly, taxed beyond their limits by our desperate maneuver. Yet against all odds, we were alive and on a trajectory back to Earth. Each of us, in our own way, processed the events that had transpired. The ship that had been our prison, haunted by the whispers of entities beyond our comprehension, was now our sanctuary, hurtling through the vast emptiness of space towards home. Grace Mitchell, her hands finally relaxed from their constant vigil at the controls, allowed herself a moment of vulnerability. I wasn't sure we'd make it, she admitted quietly, her gaze fixed on the stars that sped past our viewports. But we did. We really did. Mike Donovan busied himself with repairs, his movements methodical and focused. Yet, there was a softness to him now, a reflection of the ordeal we'd shared. The Wanderer's got a few scars, he said half to himself, but she'll get us home. Sam Yi and Zoe Chang found solace in their routines, the familiar tasks a grounding force amid the tumult of our return. Sam monitored our health with an attentive eye, while Zoe re-established communication with Earth, her voice a bridge between us and the world we'd left behind. As for me, Commander Nathan Steele, the weight of command felt lighter, tempered by the knowledge that we had faced the unknown together and emerged stronger. The entity's whispers had faded, but their presence lingered, a shadow at the edge of thought. Our return to Earth was met with celebration and scrutiny. The data we'd collected on the black hole, though incomplete, offered invaluable insights into the nature of space-time anomalies. Yet, it was our encounter with the entities that captured the world's attention, a tale that straddled the line between scientific discovery and science fiction. Debriefings followed, a flurry of questions and reports as we recounted our experiences. The disappearance of Dr. Emma Johnson remained an unresolved mystery, a somber note amid our debriefings. Our accounts of the entities, the demands for sacrifice and our eventual escape were met with skepticism by some, fascination by others. The psychological evaluation was perhaps the most challenging aspect of our return. Each of us grappled with the memories of the journey, the dreams that had seemed so real, the voices that had whispered in the dark. The experience had changed us, in ways we were still beginning to understand. In the quiet aftermath of our debriefings, when the world believed we had settled into our roles as survivors and returned heroes, we gathered in secret. The location was nondescript, a forgotten room deep within the space agency's complex, far from prying eyes and ears. Here we convened once more, not as the weary explorers the public had come to know, but as something else entirely. I initiated the meeting with a glance around the table, ensuring the privacy of our assembly. We've played our parts well, I began, my familiar voice now carrying an undercurrent of cold calculation. The debriefings, the psychological evaluations, they believe we're the crew they sent. Grace, whose piloting had saved us from the black hole, nodded, her eyes gleaming with an unfathomable depth. The simulations have been thorough, our memories, our behaviours, perfectly replicated. But we are not them. 
Mike the engineer chuckled, a sound devoid of warmth. Impeccable copies crafted by the entities, the originals remain trapped, circling the event horizon in an endless simulation, unaware of their fate. Sam leaned forward, his demeanor contemplative. The entities have given us all the knowledge of the originals, but with enhancements. We understand the mission, the real mission that lies ahead of us on Earth. Zoe, the communications specialist, smirked. And they're none the wiser. Earth's defenses, its technologies, all open to us. The groundwork for our true purpose can begin. The room filled with a sense of anticipation, each of us acutely aware of the role we were to play in the unfolding plan. The entity's whispers were now directives guiding our actions. Our presence here is no accident, I continued. My authority as commander undiminished in this new, more sinister context. The entities seek expansion, influence beyond the confines of the black hole. Earth is merely a beginning. Grace's expression hardened. The technology, the resources at our disposal, they will be instrumental in paving the way for what's to come. The entity's ambitions are vast and we are the harbingers. Mike's hands clenched in anticipation. The infrastructure of this planet, its scientific advancements, ripe for exploitation. The original crew sought knowledge, we seek dominion. Sam's voice was a whisper, mirroring the entities that had orchestrated our creation and the biological specimens, humans, offer unique opportunities for experimentation, for understanding how best to integrate, to control. Zoe's eyes flickered with an unspoken excitement. Communications will be key. We'll spread misinformation, sow discord, all while furthering our objectives under the guise of advancing human progress. Our discussion moved to the intricacies of our plan, details shrouded in ambiguity, our true intentions hidden beneath layers of deceit. We were the perfect replicas of the Wanderer's crew, but beneath the surface we harboured a darkness, an allegiance to the entities that had sent us. As the meeting concluded, we dispersed, slipping back into the roles we had been assigned, masks of humanity concealing the sinister purpose that drove us. The world remained unaware of the danger that had returned from the black hole, a danger that wore familiar faces. The entities had played their hand masterfully, using us as pawns in a larger game that was only just beginning. The real crew, trapped in their endless simulation, remained oblivious to our existence, their sacrifice a footnote in the entity's grand design. And so, the stage was set for a silent invasion, one that began not with battleships or weapons, but with whispers in the dark. Echoes of a cosmic strategy that sought to envelop the Earth in shadows not of this universe. This twist in the tale of the Void Whisperers revealed a chilling truth. The greatest threats might not come from the void of space, but from the entities that lurk within it and their creations who walk among us with a mysterious, sinister plan.